Welcome to Advocacy Watch, the monthly advocacy episode of A Matter of Faith, a Presby podcast. We are brought to you by the Office of Public Witness and the Presbyterian Ministry at the United Nations. Without further ado, let's dive into today's advocacy updates. Well, I'm sure everyone is probably wondering who were those folks bringing greetings as part of a new jingle on A Matter of Faith, a Presby podcast. And I am so excited to announce, along with Lee, that we are launching Advocacy Watch, which is a monthly advocacy episode that we'll be putting out here on the podcast. And it will be co-hosted by our colleagues at the Presbyterian Ministry at the United Nations and the Office of Public Witness, which are also known as the Advocacy Offices within the Presbyterian Church USA. And I'm going to let my colleagues introduce themselves, and we'll be hearing from other colleagues within these offices in future episodes. Without further ado, I'm going to let Jimmy take it away. Hi, I'm Jimmy Hawkins, the Advocacy Director for the Presbyterian Church USA, and I serve as the Director for the Presbyterian Ministry of the United Nations and also the Washington Office of Public Witness. And a little over two years ago, we merged the two offices together. In the past, they had their own um, directors, but we now do our work in collaboration and ways in which we can serve the church by um, doing justice advocacy, not only in Washington, D.C., but also in the United Nations. Yes. So um, I'm Sue Reem. I'm the representative to the United Nations with the Presbyterian Ministry at the U.N., and I just wanted to acknowledge that Simon uh, was one of our young adult volunteers in our office. And so we're really, really happy to have this opportunity to reconnect and uh, very grateful to you and Lee for giving us this opportunity to get the word out to the greater church and community. Thanks very much. And Sue, from what I've seen so far, your office did a wonderful job with Simon. Oh, well, thanks very much. I mean, he was wonderful to work with. And the fact that he has gone on to work um, and do greater things in the church has been such a delight and a way to invest in our young people. Um, and so we're very grateful for that. So at the Washington office, um, we primarily do public policy advocacy on behalf of the Presbyterian Church, interfacing with the White House, um, interfacing also with members of Congress and with the State Department. So we do domestic advocacy work and also we do work, international work. And a large part of our work is in the ecumenical and interfaith environment. Where, and we have 70 partners that we work with on a weekly basis, um, signing statements, doing sign-on letters, um, rallies, issuing statements on behalf of the denomination in support of all of its public policy positions. Yeah, so our office does advocacy too, but it's done differently than in Washington, obviously, because we work at the United Nations. And uh, not too many people in the church know that we actually have a, an office at the United Nations. Uh, we are right across the street from the UN on 44th and 1st. And we've been there several decades in the physical building at the church center at the United Nations. But the UN um, has been something that the church has been very involved with from the very beginning in 1945 and actually had a hand in its creation. And some of the language that went into the charter uh, where a Presbyterian elder was a principal advisor to the U.S. delegation. So there's been a long history commitment to international advocacy and justice here at the office. And we just are very grateful to continue that work. And we 
we uh, advocate for the policies of the General Assembly. The way we're able to do that is that we actually represent the church because we have special consultative status with the Economic and Social um, Council. So we are able to go and make written statements and oral statements and meet with missions and with civil society to change uh, and to include policies in the UN mechanisms and the way the member states vote and work on issues of justice. And Sue, we both, both offices have been in existence for over 70 years, and not many Presbyterians know that we have such a long, long history of being engaged um, in advocacy work. And so on behalf of Presbyterians, all year round, we're engaged in interfacing again with um, the corridors of power, hoping to influence them in order to make decisions, to promote bills and legislation that will benefit not only the citizens of the United States, but all around the world. And two of our signature events that I'm excited about in the midst of all of the things that we do on an everyday basis are Ecumenical Advocacy Days and the Commission on the Status of Women. Uh, Ecumenical Advocacy Days happens every April. Um, it used to be in person in Washington, D.C., but for the last two years, it's been online. It's three to four days of training about how to do advocacy in your local community, training on how to establish networks, how to work with other activists in your community, and especially from a faith perspective. And I think that's really important that people understand that we're not just engaged in political activity, but we are doing this from, as witnesses to Jesus Christ. Um, engaged in public policy in the public arena. And we want to see that the beloved kingdom of God is established in order that all people are fed, that justice is demonstrated all around the world. Um, we want to up, uphold people's rights to full health care, a living wage, and all of the positions that the church has taken over the last hundreds of years. Preach, Jimmy, preach. <laughs> The signature event that we have, which is, I think, what we're know, most known by uh, within the church is, um, as Jimmy mentioned, Commission on the Status of Women. And that meets for two weeks in March, where delegates from all over the world will gather at the headquarters here to discuss uh, the theme that is decided for that year. And this year it was on climate action, the need for climate action. And uh, we bring, Presbyterians bring a delegation to the uh, to UN headquarters here in New York City. And we have done that for probably a oh, couple of decades, I would say. And um, we now work in collaboration with Presbyterian women so that uh, we can bring a bigger delegation, a more uh, robust delegation with more energy. And we can take that information back to our local communities where we uh, can be involved and change at, at the local level. level. And um, I would say that the Commission on the Status of Women, a life-changing event for many, many people who come and attend each year. Uh, and so we are excited about that as we prepare and uh, encourage uh, people who are interested to watch out for it and to apply to become a delegate. And so between the two offices, we have a staff of six. We have two at the UN office, yourself and Ivy, but also in Washington, we have Annette, who's our office manager, and we have Christian Brooks, who does our domestic work, and Catherine Gordon, who does our international work. But a real special part of our ministry that I'm excited about endlessly um, is our engagement with young adults. And we have many opportunities for young adults in the life of the Presbyterian Church and for non-Presbyterians 
um, to engage with both offices. And one of the things that I positions that I'm really excited about, we have summer fellows who work with us for around two months, um, paid internships. And we don't use the word interns because they don't do grunt work, but they really are engaged in writing statements. They are engaged in meeting with members of Congress. They are engaged with going to UN meetings. And they, it's really an opportunity for them to strengthen their writing ability, an opportunity really for them to learn about the work of the church and most of them come in having no idea that the church is engaged on this level um, in public just public policy advocacy and justice. Um, but they leave with a better appreciation for their denomination, a better understanding of the complexity of the ministries that the church is putting forth. Yes, I mean, I was I had heard about this program before we joined together as one office, uh, but really have been able to engage in it. Uh, you invited us in the last two years, and it's. Been been phenomenal to work with uh, college students who um, are eager and are smart, really intelligent, and able to really um, um, go out and uh, learn and and help us to do our work uh, and really um, gain a greater understanding of what the church is doing in advocacy and help them actually to think about careers or think about uh, what they may be interested in after they graduate. And they're just stellar group of people uh, that young people that, uh, you know, that we've been involved with that we've seen. And um, I think it's a unique program um, that, um, that only uh, that uh, maybe is offered through the advocacy office. And um, it's something that we really, I think, want to promote um, for a greater engagement for for college students to apply for this. Um, we definitely can take more <laughs> more students um, over the summer, so we really encourage people to learn about it and to apply for it. And we also participated in the YAV program, the Young Adult Volunteers, and they stay with us for a year. And it is amazing the level of competency that these young adults have. They come in with a desire, with a, an interest in, in social justice, but they also demonstrate the fact that they are willing to use their talents and their gifts. And so through the Presbyterian Center, um, we have a YAV program. They also work with both programs for a year. Yeah, I mean, Simon is a testament to that program. <laughs> and in his time with us, uh, a couple of, not a couple of, I, how long ago was it? Uh, he was um, instrumental in actually pulling together a, a sustainable development goals study and devotional guide that we have been using throughout uh, and that we have actually developed further resources. So that has been like a basis for some of the work that we're doing. And it was really impressive that uh, he was able to do that. Um, that was something that Simon was interested in doing coming in and we encouraged it and he just took it and took off with it and really got to know the programs of the church and, and you know, uh, married that with what's happening at the United Nations um, to really tell and show uh, Presbyterians, uh, you know, what uh, we are doing in terms of like justice. And, um, and that's been a wonderful collaboration. And also those who are in school who want to get class credit, we also do um, accreditation programs with them. And then just a word about the seminarians, we also do supervised field education. And, and Sue, especially with your being so close to Princeton, we've had Princeton students 
um, in we the last did, couple of years. We did, yes, yes. Um, we've had Princeton students here um, a few years back, and then um, we were fortunate to have um, a, a seminarian here last year, and she worked on a young adult uh, advocacy curriculum as her independent project and also um, did a lot of uh, work in um, writing liturgy and uh, worship and, and looking at it with the justice perspective that you really mentioned before. Uh, and um, it's, a again, a wonderful experience, and we hope to continue that into the future. And I think what helps um, our providing that supervision is that all of our staff are seminary graduates, seminary graduates, and That's all of us true. have theological degrees. Yes. And so, you know, you look at the resources that we have to offer, and that's the, really the one thing I want to leave those who are listening with. We are a resource for the church. So if you have any questions about domestic policy or what's happening at the UN, please contact us. Uh, we're here to do action alerts for you. We issue one-page statements. But also, Sue, a lot of um, our work is done, especially in this pandemic environment, um, through Zoom. We, do, we are available for web webinars, workshops, and even preaching. And I know you've done a lot of these on your own. <laughs> Not as much as you. <laughs> we really do enjoy engaging with congregations. It's uh, uh, We don't have enough time to do it uh, as much as we'd like to, uh, but it was delightful that um, this year we had a congregation uh, come and visit us from South Carolina, mm -hmm. and um, we hope to have uh, more folks uh, come um, get the word out so that if they are in the New York City area, they can drop by. Um, it's kind of like uh, as we kind of uh, go back to normal. But uh, we are also available for workshops and for, uh, you know, to be part of Bible study or congregations or presentations. So um, please get in touch with us and uh, we can try to schedule those things as well. And especially as everything opens back up. Um, we have had a couple of encounters with seminaries. Um, Union Presbyterian Seminar, Seminary had a travel seminar, and also Sue, both offices participated in the one from Columbia. You want to say a word about the travel seminar? Sure. Um, so that um, program, we have been associated for a couple of decades. Um, it's a travel seminar for the Doctor of Ministry program at the uh, Columbia uh, Seminary, Theological Seminary, uh, run by uh, Professor Mark Douglas. And um, so they come every two years um, to learn about a specific topic um, that is being um, addressed in the, the our office and and now also the office of public witness how we engage um as uh to do justice um in the context uh as uh disciples of christ and so um it's been a really um engaging eye-opening experience for the students uh this year uh, they came in July they was they were here in New York first uh, at the UN meeting with um, the Cuban mission the ambassador there 
uh, to learn about uh, climate change, what small island nations are doing. They uh, met with um, UN um, agency staff. They met with um, nonprofit, faith-based nonprofits doing hands-on work on uh, rooftop gardens and providing um, food for the community that they uh, work with. Um, we um, also did um, uh, interviews with uh, meetings with um, uh, faith leaders who are um, uh, providing, I think, leadership in the climate arena at the UN. So um, they learned a lot about the the broader issues, and they went off to Washington, where you um, in, worked with uh, the students to um, advocate with their congressional representatives. Uh, and so it was a really nice, I think, a broad a range of like how advocacy can be done um, from the international level to the, the domestic and local levels. Um, and uh, it was very good response um, from them. They, um, I think, um, gained an experience that they wouldn't have otherwise in a classroom. Um, and um, it's something that we would love to promote um, with other seminaries uh, because apparently there is cross-registration. Uh, and so other students um, from other seminaries um, can uh, register to take this class and get credit for it. Um, so we'd love to be able to offer that level of um, instruction for um, seminarians. So, Sue, I think the one word that comes to mind as I reflect upon our conversation is engagement. We want mm -hmm. to engagement with the UN. We want to engage with the White House. We want to engage with members of Congress and the State Department. But we also want to engage with Presbyterians to have conversations, to talk about the ways in which the church is just excited about the work and ministry that we are engaged in to um, help congregations to identify the issues that they are contending with in their local communities to provide resources. We are excited about engagement with young people. So all the way around the ultimate engagement that all of us have is our engagement with the Holy Spirit, because we believe that God is um, the source of inspiration and motivation and power and love and faith that we have to do the work that we do. And so I'm really blessed to be one of your colleagues as we work together in the advocacy offices. But I, again, I want to say to those who are listening, um, please remember that we are in existence in D.C. and in New York and um, contact us because, again, we have so much, so many resources to offer. Um, get on our email distribution list so that we can send you our action alerts. Uh, we have a, a resource in a digital and hard copy and news um, letter that we put out three times a year. And just so many different ways that we can talk about how Christ is moving in the world today to demand, to challenge us, to call us to be people of justice made in the image and likeness of God. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen. And we'll be sure to have links to both offices and their socials and their websites in the description and show notes of this episode. And we'll look forward to having our colleagues from the UN office and the Office of Public Witness joining us for future Advocacy Watch episodes to bring you more about exciting advocacy opportunities or updates on major issues going on in the world and in the church. And Jimmy and Sue, thanks so much for joining us for this uh, inaugural episode. Yeah, thanks for Thank having us. Thank you so much.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the first Advocacy Watch. We want to thank Sue and Jimmy for joining us on the podcast each month as they highlight the advocacy work that the church is doing and to offer us some ways to get involved. So check out Advocacy Watch each month. Look forward to it and join, subscribe, leave us a review. And of course, if you have a question for any of us, send them to faithpodcasts at peaceusa.org. We will talk to you again soon.